Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Hello. Greetings uh, from uh, Chile, Utah. You know, we, we always start with a weather forecast. Yeah, weather, like, <laughs> this is how we feel. It is this cold. Is, uh, um, your toes so are cold. It is. Uh, so the the morning um, the morning uh, music and mm-hmm. um, the wake up by here pay here people that is um, Nat Vaughn is the voice of of the uh, wake up by here pay here people that's one of my kids and it's mm-hmm. his birthday today nice Happy um, birthday, yeah Nat Nat, uh, Nat did uh, got his he went to University of Utah in the theater department and one of the things he did was audio and voices and all that kind of stuff. So he, he helped us with that. And um, I just wanted to wish him happy birthday. He's not, he is not awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's seven o'clock in the morning here. So he is not, it's still dark. So we have this thing that we are trying to decide because uh sat around the dinner table last night with um, family at my mom's house since we're all in town and, and, uh, and we we're talking about how, you know, we're doing the morning show at 7 a.m. We toy all the time with like, oh, uh, should we make it later? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when we're traveling like this. And um, so everyone was telling me that um, the fact that it feels like it's 7 a.m. instead of 9 a.m. is all in my head. Well, it is all, It is 9 a.m. Eastern right I, now. But, okay. And so I right. have this thing that I really, really think that when you like okay i'm gonna go uh it's not really woo woo but like the moon and the sun rising and all of that kind of stuff wakes you up i don't know it's just yeah that's and i'm gonna let you believe that i i choose to believe that i just think (laughs) that i think that if when you when you have to get up in the morning and it's like another two hours of dark uh-huh. that's just too dangerous. oh early. i think the sunlight is a factor for sure it, <laughs> it feels different no doubt yeah all right we have anything else before? oh um da, 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 we have the, the webinar coming up the webinar sure coming up that. um registration links are open if you if anyone is is uh interested in coming um uh yeah the week the, from thursday week from thursday and it is about you know we we talked to a lot of dealers there's there's um, we see uh, a lot of dealers that are are they're doing a lot of social to try to get people into um, into their funnel, or mm-hmm. you know to re- reach out to them. So there's a lot of leads out there that just don't seem to be getting turned into appointments because for most of the dealers we talk to, once you get them on the lot, you know you have a pretty high percentage, pretty high rate of being able to 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 get that compared to the the lead part i mean you know um and we have some really great people that are going to be there um oh yeah that are going to talk about that so, excellent line yeah. yep so yeah. yeah you can tune in this an yeah. evening it's uh webinar week. yeah a week from thursday the 29th yeah so we have a special guest and yeah. um i i'm gonna on air <laughs> check i'm bringing you in on air apologize that's all right we had check scheduled two weeks ago yeah yeah. And, and I, um, I went through my calendar and I was like making some adjustments and then it disappeared and I caught a couple of them, but not all of them. And so, so I was like, I was, I was bopping or be bopping around on Facebook and I went, Gah! Oh my gosh, that's so 
rude. <laughs> so thank you so much for being gracious. You and yeah. Oh, my pleasure. I'm glad to be here, guys. Yeah. So it looks like you're in Florida, just judging by the painting in the background. Or yes, not. we are uh, enjoying a cold Florida winter day. Oh, wow. Which is That's a relative like thing, 70. No, it's 47 out. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, people, they know that. Good morning. We all have to report, which is, yeah. Al Broker. So I'm I'm excited <laughs> to have you here, Chuck. He, so for those not, sure. uh, listening, you might not know that Chuck and I worked together what some 150 years <laughs> ago, like that, yeah, in a while. And uh, mm-hmm. now we actually worked together in uh, the car biz days. We worked together in Sarasota, yes. Florida, many years ago. Chuck in is Florida. still in Sarasota. Yeah. Yep. And bouncing around different parts of the country. But yeah, we were uh, we were with uh, Chris Leadham and the and that group of folks, and then. Uh, after uh, Chuck and company departed, I was still around there for a time. And, uh, but yeah, it's been a long time. And, and for our listeners, it, it's pronounced banana, right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll acknowledge any, any pronunciation of my last name. This, Even I'm not sure at 62 years old how to pronounce it. I'll just uh, say, hey, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck yeah, it's Chuck. <laughs> I can just tell people that all those years ago, that's how we pronounced it and never corrected us. That's so, right. Yeah. Now we know why. But he's, Chuck is, he's a legend in, yeah. uh, in the industry and he's been around for a really, he's been around for a long time and, and uh, has done a lot of training of a lot of dealers out there. And um, right now um, is working with uh, dealer performance groups. Yeah. yeah DPG. I was, we have a lot to talk to you about. We want to find out more about DPG, of course. And we also, sure. uh, are interested in hearing anytime we've got somebody with Chuck's experience on the show, I always yeah. like to find out for the sake of our listeners out there, like what's your perspective, Chuck, on all these things, all the thing about cost of cars been talked about to death. Like mm-hmm. um, we all understand cost of car is the thing. Um, what's your perspective on, you know, the, the, the shift on that? Are we, I, I'm just generally telling our clients, it's probably any kind of real change is closer to two years than two months. That's kind of the way I'm saying it. What's, what's your view mm-hmm. on that? Well, it's been unprecedented. Certainly, it was not in my moderator, consultant, trainer handbook to have right. a pandemic and go through all of this and all the supply chain issues. Um, but if you look historically at the ACV, the cost of purchase price of cars over the last my 30 plus years, um, it's a jagged line. And we had some big jags over the last year, up and now a little bit down. But overall, they continue to go up. And of course, that... Um, has a couple of truly detrimental effects on our business. Number one is the capital required um, to continue in this business and certainly to grow this business. Um, and then the second part is affordability. I mean, this is one of those things we we control a lot of portions and a lot of aspects of the buy here, pay here business uh, about how much money we spend to run the operation and, and the markups and the interest rates and a lot of good things. And we could be as aggressive uh, on underwriting or conservatives we want to be, but we're not in control of cars. Yeah, uh, We have no influence on that other than to watch it and, and live with it. And so that that's, that's concerning. And because the, I think Jim, when you and I first were in business together, I think our average cash and deal was running $1,500 a car. I mean, it's like literally, you know, a quarter million dollars and you are in the buy here, pay here business. Now it's a quarter million dollars a week, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> number yeah 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 it's definitely changing i think um it's been the kind of shift that i i've been concerned and i've seen a couple of articles in here and there on video 
I've talked about this idea that, you know, when car costs jumped up so substantially, like that was that unprecedented spike. Yeah. Like we've seen car prices creep up over the years, but not that drastically in that short a time period. So, so naturally, a lot of dealers f- stayed with their same pricing model and same markup, which means a really high priced car to the consumer, long contract or large payments. Yep. So I'm wondering if I'm one of your dealers in a 20 group and I'm sitting mm-hmm. on a portfolio that's got a bunch of that kind of paper, what would you be recommending in terms of is some advice about how do I uh, make any kind of adjustments or corrections sure. going forward? Sure. I think the thing that we have to probably spend way more time than, than we ever did is truly budgeting uh, our cash and deal and managing to it. Um, you know, one of the things I've read a lot about recently has been that car prices are coming down. And, and you know, when you take the Cox Automotive data and the average cost of car and used cars, thirty five or forty thousand dollars, that's not the that's not the field I play on. Um, and I can tell you that cars at the lower end where we like to be the sweet spot for our customer, um, they haven't gone down. Um, and so you end up having to say, how do I adjust my model from a lower gross, a shorter term, more down payment? I mean, there's a lot of ways to attack it, uh, and all have consequences, financial and capital consequences of how you do it. And, um, I think you just need to be really sure of your model and your customer that you, you desire and, and stick with it. Um, you know, everyone, you know, Jim, you've been doing this a long time. Everybody wants to chase, they want to chase downstream or upstream and get into another business. Say, so, you know, what's my niche? Where, where is, am I a basic transportation model? Am I a high-end quasi-semi, uh, you know, poor credit customer or near prime customer? Um, and then model around that. Uh, I know we've all gotten, I would say, we've all gotten worse cars for more money. Uh, but I think that's our that's our near-term future. I mean, when I mean near-term, I'm talking the next year or two at least. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. No, I get it. So I want to hear a little bit about uh, dealer performance groups. I know that, um, so you and I worked together way back with um, Liedem and Company, and then you were with NIEDA for a good stretch mm-hmm. and with uh, Buckeye Dealership Consulting, who oh, is the dealer performance groups, I guess, is a subdivision. Or That's correct. Buckeye Dealership Consulting. That's correct. So you guys have an event coming up. What's that all about? So we have our annual meeting. The one, there's, you know, we're trying to do some things that are different, uh, unique uh, to this space. And one of them is that we had our original first meeting of dealer performance groups was inviting one and all to come um, and, and really wanted to see what we had for interest in the program, which was actually overwhelming. And one of the things we had, we had a lot of 20 group veterans who said, you know, we really like this all group kind of meeting at least once a year so that we can interact with people we don't normally interact with. And as a moderator of 20 groups for over 20 plus years and over 500 meetings, you do get to be in a little bit of a cocoon with your own little group and you don't see different uh, opinions, uh, strategies, philosophies. And this is a way to network with dealers who may be doing something different than you are that you never get to see otherwise. Right. Yeah. Very good. So uh, what is the date of that event? Yeah, that's the 26th to the 28th of January in Orlando, Florida at Universal Studios, Low Sapphire Hotels. And this is, again, our our meeting where it's come one, come all. We'll find a, a group for you. We have lots of groups and we'll make sure we get a good fit of dealers who are as similar to you as we can make them. That was the question. I can tell it's it's also an exploratory meeting for those who are not right. in one of your groups. They can come and sit in and get a little feel for what that's all about. And, you know, I'm a longtime proponent of 20 groups. I, I know the value. Yeah. I'm a former 
a member of a group myself. And so I know what happens there. You know, that that's a, a great way for folks to get plugged in and, and uh, learn from others. And uh, so we know that uh, any other moderators, I know uh, David Brotherton's with you guys, any other moderators for your groups currently? currently? At this time, it's David and I, and we are looking um, right now to uh, add to the mix and, and grow the grow the space and, and grow beyond um, just buy here, pay here. We're certainly looking into, and I've been a lease here, pay here dealer. And we're also, um, Retail independence and retail independence is actually more challenging than buy here, pay here, only because you can call yourself an independent used car dealer and do vastly different things. Yeah. Um, and you've got guys who sell a thousand cars a month and 20 cars a month and $50,000 cars and $5,000 cars. Buy here, pay here. We still have some of those differences um, in size and scope and, and business model, but there are a lot more similarities. And I've again, I, I've moderated 500 plus meetings, and I'm always surprised that whether the guys sell 10 cars a month or 500, we have the same issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same, even with it's different business models. Too. Yeah. yeah, it's just I would say it's just more zeros. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I would just share with you. We're happy to keep an eye out. 20 group moderator for yeah. you. I would just put the word that you can't have Michelle. She's busy doing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I know Shh. we yeah. weren't supposed to say anything. Yeah. Um, uh, I, and I, you know, that being the newbie and mm -hmm. in a lot of the space is, is I've, I've, I've sat back and I've watched like what a 20 group, cause there's a lot of different, there's, um, mm -hmm. You know, there's uh, NIADA's 20 groups, there's, um, there's NCM. D NCM, there's DPG. And, and it's it, when, when we get the chance to, to work with um, a, a, a dealer who is mm -hmm. a member of the 20 group, it's like the, it kind of changes the conversation because they're getting a lot of really um, beautiful, different perspectives. And so it's kind of helping them, even though you said that it sometimes feels like a cocoon, it still is helping dealers getting out of their individual cocoon. That's correct. They're just joining a larger cocoon or, you know, a bigger, a bigger group. We, uh, I don't know if you, last Monday we had Brent Carmichael mm -hmm. on the show and he was Jim's moderator when right. Jim yep. was in the 20 group a little Actually, while ago. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to know how old I am, he was in one of my groups. So oh, wow. he became a moderator. So oh, wow. nice. Yeah, it's a small cool. world. And it kind of is a little bit incestual in that regard. <laughs> so I got to ask, you moderated over 500 uh -huh. um, or meetings. Um, what's the farthest you ever traveled with your, your 20 group work? You know, for me and being a Floridian, um, and uh, probably uh, Hawaii meetings. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I will tell you, Jim, the thing that's eerily interesting over the, when I first started doing this and I went to my very first meeting with Chris Leadham in 2000, uh, we went to uh, the Ojai Valley in California for three half day meetings of golf. And, and then my next meeting was Acapulco. We went fishing with the groups and all stuff. Those days are pretty much over. Huh. Um, and not, not, I mean, like I ever asked me like, where's my wife? Why did she come to the meeting? And I said, she's done them all. Yeah. Uh, but, but groups today, uh, really seem to want dealers in general saying, I need to get back to my business. Uh, I want a much more business hub location to get in and get out. So I need a good airport and um, a lot less of the, the old foo-foo days of, of just having fun. And uh, I think it's better for all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess the group probably still decides, right? They still they decide. Our groups decide. And I think uh, my other competitors there at NIDA and NCM, they do the same thing. We let our groups decide. And I will tell you, there's a, a smidge of steering going on the moderators. Oh, yeah. oh. And mostly that is because I know with David and I and, and some of the others and know Brent knows as well is 
Uh, we've been to a lot of places and we can tell you what's an easy place to uh, have to conduct a meeting. And some places are beautiful places, nice places, fun places, but are not set up for meetings. Right. No, I get it. You so what about, what about a favorite U.S. city? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, everyone always throws things at me. I love New York City. Oh, nice. Oh. You yeah. know, when you go to a big city, I love Chicago. Um, and then the resorts from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, uh, down to going to Scottsdale in, in Arizona. Um, I've done places. I've done them in Clearwater, Florida. I've done them in Salt Lake City. Um, yeah. we're, we're joking the other day about, so if anybody wants to put this up on a board for voting, I've never done a Cleveland, Ohio meeting. Oh. <laughs> we're always trying to figure out where where does nobody ever pick <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i don't think you'll get more people if you yeah <laughs> so i'll do that in january yeah yeah aren't you originally from the northeast where'd you go to high school no from? actually i am St. Petersburg, Florida, born and raised. Really? Florida State University, and I've never found a reason to leave Florida. Uh, I love visiting, and I know my biggest, my my hobby of all hobbies is travel. People go like, you travel all these days a year, and that's what I said. Yeah, so we've, my wife and I, and when my daughter was young, we've we've seen a lot of the world. Yeah. Um, and that's what, that's what uh, all those airline miles are for. So, yeah. like, um, you know, we talked about where you've been the furthest for your for sure. performance group. Where's the furthest you've been for private travel? Oh, well, I've, you know, I've been far places like I've been to uh, China and Singapore and Thailand. Uh, but most recently we've we did um, we were in Stockholm, Sweden. We did uh, Reykjavik, Iceland. We've been to Peru. We've been to Egypt. Uh, most of Europe. Yeah. And it's like. I just like someone to take care of me when I'm on those things. <laughs> I just go and pay. My what? wife does all the planning. <laughs> I've heard that. That's the way I feel like I'd want to travel. And yes. I, yeah, I, I know that, you know, we move around quite a bit too. Um, it's funny because people just assume because we're moving around an awful lot that we live the life of vacations. Uh -huh. and, yeah. I could not be further from the truth because, you know, you, you start to really appreciate, um, well, you appreciate one, your own bed with your own sheets. Amen. <laughs> and and it's just like the flow of a day is so different when you're in your own space than when you're in a, a hotel and i'm a creature habit and i really i mean i like waking up and you know i know i i can with my eyes closed make it to the coffee pot yep <laughs> yep. And there have been how many times did you wake up and it's dark outside we've got an early morning show it's dark you wake up and you're like <laughs> I will admit to this because I'm old enough to do so now. I have, on occasion, tried to get into the wrong hotel room. Oh. Which I was at the last meeting. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. That key won't work, sir. This yeah. is not your room. And you're knocking. Hopefully it's not like when it's, you think your wife's on the other side. Hey, let me in! Yeah. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Sir, sir, you I, were in room fourteen oh seven in the last hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get yeah. it. We, you you traveled an awful lot like that. So what about? Um, I want to get your feedback on this thing. Sure. That one I see a lot with our clients. Of course, we're doing this webinar at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. But on this thing about converting web leads, like we're obviously in this weird time with digital adjustments. Everybody's having to get uh, adjusted to this. Uh, younger consumers maybe buying differently. Yep. Uh, we got COVID just kind of changed everybody's. Yeah, it accelerated some things too. So, yeah. well, we I got to tell you that um, you know if prior to COVID, 
um, we had a lot of pushback from our dealer groups that we would never become digital retailers. We could have a digital marketplace and have initial contacts that way. And COVID pushed us into that, that we said, oh my gosh, we can deliver a car remotely. My gosh, we can never see the customer until closing and it will still work. Um, and I think we've got to embrace that just because you guys, as you guys said, generationally, uh, it's how uh, our next generation shops. So we need to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have that and you're just hoping for the for the ups bus to drive people to your lot and hope they show up, yeah. um, that's a dangerous way to go. Yeah. So I, we see that. Go ahead. Michelle. Well, I would be really interested. Um, you know, uh, Jim's a data person. I really enjoy diving into numbers and understanding. Uh-huh. How Correlate. It'll be really interesting as as because we see some dealers out there. That's that's either their primary or they're starting to, to move into that. And um, yes, we found one. The first barrier. It it can be done. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I would I'm but this is something that will take some time. Is how successful compared right. to the others are they? And I mean, do you have any data yet on that? Yeah, one of we we do, and um, we you know because the, uh, so many dealers have embraced a business development center um, strategy or model, and it doesn't mean you know I had a BDC in my life that had twelve people working in it, and you know setting forty appointments a day. I mean that's a big time thing. But even without that, even if you're down to okay, maybe one call the one person uh an internet salesperson eventually they're all going to be that um but we've seen some changes where uh the old you know 50 50 50 from you know contacts to leads to appointments to sets to shows keeps going down and down we're actually seeing it kind of go the wrong way a little bit and it only because i think it's so easy to shop online now that more and more people are doing that that's we've we've had a lot of debate on pricing you know whether you price on your website or not and i said you know the one thing i can do for my home is i can look for a car as a matter of fact i looked for one for my wife this morning and it's a call for price and i'm moving on to the next place yeah. Um, so we're seeing a, 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 a lower um, first contacts to actual show rates, but it's okay because the actual number of people who inquire has gone up dramatically. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's okay. It's still all math on that regards. I think the thing that people really want um, is the ability to basically come to your dealership to pick up their car. I mean, at the end of the day, that's where they're going to go. That's where we're heading. And we've got to figure out a way through our our technology to be able to allow them to do that, which is get approved online, pick the car online, have it saved for you. Someone said like in some of the old school dealers, and I, I do fall into both categories. I see what's going on today. And I also remember Jim, right, where it was $50 a week in cash at the window, right, mm-hmm. on on hoopties. Yeah. Um is, is we we need to have the ability to uh, get the customer first. And I think with your webinar next week, and I know and speaking with Maggie and company in the past is, I, and, and also doing secret shops online. I, I, it's amazing to me how quickly some dealers respond and how others, we're still waiting a year later for someone <laughs> to respond. Yeah. <laughs> so velocity is a big part of this. Yeah. yeah. We, we really make a make it a make it a point with all of the dealers that we work with is it's like you got to meet people where they want to be met. That's so, right. you know, we, we already really understand the model of someone arriving on the lot, wanting to do the whole thing there. And and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have to like tomorrow shift your entire business model yeah. into something different. But it's like we may live in a space where we have feet in both. Yeah. Some sort of hybrid model of this. Yeah. On there. And I can tell you what's really interesting because dealers. Uh, BDCs, uh, we're always fighting and you know, your customers are telling you things. And one of the things that just drives me nuts because it happens in my personal life too, is when I'm, um, 
communicating with a business um, is if they text me, they want to be text. If mm -hmm. they email me, they want email. And we're always trying to convert them to phone and, and they get frustrated by it. It's like that customer told you how they want to talk, at least at this moment, right? There may be a time where we have to convert them to a phone call and a physical appearance, but um, don't fight it, use it. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good for point. sure. No, it's like, it's an interesting time too, because one of the things we see is, you know, um, and by the way, technology is really moving in our favor. There's some wonderful technology out there, yeah. all these things. And so yeah. it's, um, but it's interesting to see that, you know, when you're a small group, a couple of salespeople, whatever, the, sometimes the people that we hire for the sales floor are not the same people that are good at the chat dialogue. You know, they're yeah. not always the same people. And some, yeah. so that's why we see BDCs kind of pop up and, you know, we're, we're advocates of that when it when makes sense. But at the end, we got to communicate the way the customer wants to communicate and, and, uh, and be prepared to as michelle says meet them where they are so they can buy whatever yeah. method they prefer you know yeah. i i think your um cnm coaching folks would probably concur with every time we've ever done secret shops um digitally with dealers and we see horrendous calls where they blew basically a sale i mean we're trying to make a sale online and they're killing it at every turn <laughs> i can't tell you how many times the dealer says well that's my best salesperson yeah I'm just yeah. like, well, they're, maybe they're not, you know, uh, yeah. uh, but some, some of them are really good with people in person on the lot and terrible on the phone or through electronic communications. But Jim, you're correct. I think, you know, we talked about 34 years in this business, you know, customer behavior and that hasn't changed. The model has changed because car prices have gone up, but it's kind of the same. Um, but we've, we've got to quit getting, I would say we've got to quit getting car salespeople. You know, I, my best salespeople yes. were always customer service people yeah. through yeah. and through. Cause they could communicate. They were happy. They were energetic. I can't train that. Right. <laughs> I, I can train my process, but I can't train you to be nice to people. Yeah. Right. It's, it's funny. Like again, our clients that they're, they've got a job position open and they're like, okay, so what would you suggest? And you know, we're going through and then they'll talk about, yeah, I had someone come in and they got 20 years of experience in car sales. They've worked at the, and they're so excited. And we're like, yeah, good luck. Yeah, not a good thing. <laughs> I mean, and, I, and again, these are all generalizations we've had. I've had new car guys come and, and make the transition, but yeah. more often than not, uh -huh. um, you know, salesmen have been groomed in our industry for a hundred years that they don't do anything except write people up. Yeah, and and no other chores, and and all of us, and Jim, to your point, all the small dealers, we you got to wear a lot of hats to make this work. Yeah, you, right. you, you don't have the luxury of sitting there waiting for the next customer in line to buy a car from you. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I think we've got to go get them. And you guys are talking next week in your webinar. I got to tell you, probably the most frustrating thing I, I watch uh, in our space is the number of dealers who spend time and energy creating leads, and and not taking care of them. Yeah, and they're always worried about where they're going to get more leads. They go, you have more than enough leads yeah. already, mm -hmm. and you have deals within those leads that you're letting drop. Worried about where the next one's coming from, and sure. it just drives you crazy. You go back in there and say, "Hey, we saw you reached out to us in March. You still need a car. <laughs> you still need a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little slow on the trigger there. A yeah. little slow." Yeah. That is very uh, true. You know, when I was I was in the new car business for a short time, a salesperson, sales manager before I stepped into buy here, pay here. And, uh, you know, they always told us back then that uh, you could expect that from the first contact with the consumer, they were going to have made their purchase within 72 hours. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we really, gosh, I'd want to talk to them within minutes and certainly within 24 hours. I mean, we've got to, we, we, I'm expecting they're going to buy within yeah. 24 hours of reaching sure. out to me, you know? And so that's kind of the, we want to, 
have that level of urgency around that. So yeah, we we're definitely, uh, you know, recommending that sort of thing. I think before we let you get away, I wanted to cup, take a minute to sure. talk about things we always talk about with vendors, you know, when we, when we meet people, Michelle and I are over here, happy to help dealers meet mm -hmm. the, uh, the vendors in the space. We've started doing some interviews with folks so that they can get to know the folks. Cause when we refer, uh, uh, dealers to a vendor provider. We're always trying to make sure that we know the people behind the product because, you know, mm -hmm. you have a good product, but if the, if the people behind the, the product aren't so great, then it's hard to get comfortable with, you know, that situation. So, you know, I've obviously known the people over at uh, Buckeye for yeah. some time. I've known Rob Fox and Jason Gosnell and all the good guys over there. And we've had Brett Buick on the show a time or two. We just, I could just say that, you know, we always recommend if somebody's shopping for 20 group, talk to all of them, but just yeah. know that if you're talking to uh, the folks like Chuck at, uh, at uh, dealer performance groups, we, we know those folks, they're good mm -hmm. folks. And so we, uh, we're happy to recommend, uh, you guys and, and, uh, and we hope you'll come back to the show frequently. Oh, love yeah. to, love, love to. to. Yeah. I got to ask one last question. Though, before <laughs> you, <are> you, <laughs> okay. I'm afraid of his answer. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. It, are you iPhone or Android user? iPhone. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, Jim, I listen, you for all of us Apple people, mm -hmm. once you're hooked in, it feels like you can't escape. I know. I see. <laughs> that. You can't, but you don't want to. Well, it's, it's like, yeah, that looks good. That phone looks good. And that's it. But I've got I've got a Mac, I've got a MacBook Pro, I've got a, two iPads and an iPhone. Like they own me. That says they a do. lot to they them. Do. That they says do. a lot. It's good Googling. Yeah. Yeah. So, it good. Good. it really is good. Really <laughs> <laughs> That's part of what happens. I, I know that there's, I, I sometimes think I'm the last Android user, but I've had a couple Garrett Halstead <laughs> last two, but yeah, uh, we'll stay, stick around for just a second when we wrap up and sure. so that we can just chat with you for just a minute. If you got a second you and uh, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Oh, and thank you guys for having me. Thanks. All right. Well, it's been great Monday. We are, we are like, it's ever, everyone around us is Christmas is on Christmas vacation. They're getting geared up for school vacations, getting, getting geared close, up huh? for, for making a travel, you know, heading out on the road to, or flights or whatever to, uh, to enjoy the holidays. And so we just, we um, hope you all are traveling safely, being nice to one another. Yeah. And Always. please don't forget to tune in on December 23rd when Michelle has promised to sing a Christmas carol for I've, us. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> I'm not going to let her forget that. I'm not going to let her forget. Well, have fun. All right, guys. Everybody have a fantastic day. Bye.